0: This is Richie Incognito for Buffalo Bills. You're listening to Locked On Bills, presented by Cover One. Another live edition of Locked On Bills, presented by Cover One. I'm your host today, Kevin Masseri. Uh, back today with Aaron Quinn. Aaron, how are you feeling today after actually being at the game?
1: Yeah, that was a, a tough one to sit through. I kind of knew what was going to happen going into it, but it's never easy to, to sit through it, even though you're prepared for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I know. I've been to many. Uh, I've seen them play the Patriots five or six times. None better than the other, except the one win I happened to go to with Ryan Fitzpatrick and uh, Fred Jackson kneeling the ball at the one yard line to kick a field goal so that Tom Brady couldn't get on the field. It was a bizarre finish to try to win the game. Um, it was nothing like that yesterday. Uh, getting into a little bit about the game, we did have a post game reaction show here on uh, Lockdown Bills. That one was uh, Eric Turner. Uh, and John, they did a they did a show yesterday. Um, so check out those post game reactions uh, for a little bit more about those thoughts. But getting into the game more on a high level, Aaron, how how are you feeling about the game in general? I mean, we don't need to talk about specific plays or specific um, things that you know resulted in the loss. Those have been executed in full yesterday and throughout the day. But you know, if you're like me, didn't you have this all along as a, as, as a twenty three to fourteen loss? I mean, I know three was a little bit less on the offensive end than
1: we were hoping for, but did this go how you were expecting it to? Uh, honestly, uh, I thought it could have gotten a lot worse uh, going into the game. As, we were, as I was watching some of the Patriots games leading up to this game, they seemed like a team that is just clicking on all cylinders and kind of imposing their will on teams. I think they turned the ball over to Miami three times and still crushed them at the end of the game. So the way the Bills were playing too, I thought, man, this could get really out of hand quick. So even though it was a loss and dominated the whole second half, I thought that maybe, you know, it was a little better than I expected. especially the, that first drive really excited me. And I thought, you know, we hung in there a little bit into the half. So there was some, even as bad of a loss as it was, there were some good things.
0: Yeah. there. I mean, there was, I didn't like a lot of what I saw out of the offense. I thought the defense did what they could um, really did a great three-man rush, four-man pressure, dropped into a lot of zones, had a few zone blitzes. Um, the only time that they got abused in the third quarter when they tried coming after Brady, and that just historically has never worked. Um, Rex Ryan gets creative with it and and got to him, you know, throughout his career. But really outside of a couple of those games you saw from Rex, blitzing Tom Brady's never, I mean, he's just got man beaters everywhere. I mean, he's just going to find Gronkowski. He's got his weapons. He he knows what you're doing. He knows where the blitzes are coming from. It just, it just doesn't work. And McDermott found that out the hard way in the third quarter yesterday. He should have kept with what he was doing, but I think he was figuring that the uh, Brady was checking into a lot of runs running into a lot of the zones, um, you know, and it was, it was eating them up on the running game. So it wasn't going to happen. Eventually they were going to get crushed in the running game. Anyways, they had to come after him, try something different. And, and, and he'll learn. I mean, every coach does against uh Belichick, and, and he'll learn what Brady's able to do, you know, over two, twice a year for as long as he's our coach. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I was disappointed by the adjustments. I thought they tried to do something, which I was fine with, and it just wasn't the right uh, chess piece. And that's pretty much all that happened on the defensive side of the ball. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, I just didn't get anything going. Their best offense was from Joe Webb. Check out that article right now on the run power option up there um, that Eric Turner wrote a really good piece. You can read a little bit more about what Joe Webb and what worked uh, for the longest play of the day up the middle. Um, and the other long play that could have been to Tavares Cadet um, with a better throw that gets completed probably to the, you know, inside the 10, if not, in you know, in the end zone there. So outside of a couple creative plays by Rick Dennison, bring in his third quarterback, I mean, I didn't see much on offense. So I think that's the most alarming thing, right, Aaron?
1: Yeah, I was happy with the first drive. You saw a little bit of creativity. You saw uh, Tyrod throwing to guys, uh, timing routes, things like that. So that was exciting. We moved the ball right down the field. I think it took a good 6-7. I didn't see the exact time. Good 6-7 minutes off the clock. So feeling real good. And then you get the interception, and that kind of deflates everything and, and changes a lot of stuff. So, uh, And other than those two plays in that first drive, then I, I really didn't see a whole lot Um of anything that was sustainable from the offense the rest of the game.
0: I mean, you can't even make, you can't even script that to get down there. I, I, one of the pros of Tyrod Taylor, you know, we can talk about a lot of negatives and we can talk about a lot of negatives. He doesn't turn the ball over. Um, you know, that was a he read Charles clay. He didn't, I mean, he didn't, everyone hates when the defensive ends drop out into coverage. Um, and, you know, it's a play that was hated by many last year and it works. I mean, you drop out, you get some pressure up the middle. Eric Wood did a terrible job. uh, gets a lot of pressure in his face and, gets touched a little bit and doesn't have to worry about the pressure and doesn't see the defensive end dropping right into his own right right into the, the you know the read that he was going to a really really good play call and just happened to be a an ex bills practice squad member who has two and a half sacks uh in his two games there and eric lee um who you know as many know that follow me i'm a, I'm a big fan of i was a big fan of um talked about a little bit on this show here but um, so that, that kind of stings a little bit to, to have a guy that just is able to come pluck off your practice when to go and be so productive on, on another team uh, who's riddled on the, you know, front seven i mean they are they're pretty riddled at that you know in that position group and go all the way down the field he drops into coverage and boom he you know he makes a great play and continues to make great plays throughout the game um i mean that the game just goes to, to me i think it could go a little bit I, i'm not saying it would have changed much but it could have gone a little bit differently had that pick not happen got into tie rod he, he he just starts playing flustered football i mean is, is that the kind of down her downhill trend you saw as well uh
1: it's hard to tell i do think some of that stuff so people like to rip on uh, Dennison as the offensive coordinator. And I'm there too with, with most fans. I think he's not doing a lot that I want to see. I do like the scripted plays and stuff, but a lot of that stuff changes, right? It's all situational. So as soon as you you have that drive down the football field and you rip off seven minutes and ends in interception, a lot of the things that maybe you want to do, you're thinking, hey, we'll score here, you know, get the ball back and we'll lead this whole nother section of plays. A lot of those plays get changed. A lot of what you're trying to do on offense gets changed. And, and maybe some of it is confidence. But Tyrod doesn't seem like that kind of guy that, um, you know, he seems so calm and composed. Uh, But maybe with the whole, you know, benching and Nathan Peterman kind of still down his neck a little bit, maybe that's a little bit there. Uh, so, So playing into what you're saying that maybe he's a little more worried than he should have been. Yeah, I, I think there,
0: there was a little bit of that. There was a little bit of everything when it comes down to the whole picture with Tyra Taylor. I mean, his days in Buffalo are pretty much over. I don't think he feels respected. He wants to play here. Will it be the end of his career? Probably not. You, I mean, you'll see him elsewhere. Um, we'll, we'll see what he's able to put together, but uh, just you just can't make that story up. Seven-minute drive, looking good, being as creative as possible, and a defensive end dropping into coverage is what gets Tyra to throw an interception. I mean, it's just... He, but he won't throw uh, contested throws. But that's what gets him. Um, You know, something Belichick must have seen down in the goal line or down in the red area where uh, he's willing to take certain slant routes, or, or you know, that's really where he'll go. And Sean McDermott said it was a third progression today. Um, So. I don't know. I, just, I, I personally think that was lucky to have a defensive end interception, um, especially on your third progress, uh, progression. So, just unfortunate timing worked out for New England, and you know the rest was history, and uh, in, in that specific game. But it to me, it, it still went you know almost exactly the way I thought it would go. They played a little bit better defensively in the first half than I thought they would, um, and I put it a little bit worse offensively than I thought they would. Outside of that. It went pretty much the way that the game should have. They got a couple, you know, a couple sacks, which kept it close on our end. They got that interception that kept it close and in, in their end. So, I mean, besides a couple of that stuff, I mean, it, the game went exactly how everyone should have expected. It shouldn't change your opinion on Tyra Taylor. It shouldn't change your opinion on Nathan Peterman. It shouldn't change your opinion on Rick Dennison or the rest of the, the the future of the last four games. We have a whole quarter of football left right. um, in, in a pretty weak AFC. Uh, it's unfortunate that Baltimore just gets to, beside Pittsburgh next week. They just get to play nobody. Um, you know, it's it's you know they play Indianapolis much like the Bills do. They play Cincinnati. Um, so I mean, you do need them to lose one of those two games if you're a playoff kind of person. Um, but you, you kind of see, he's not a very good team. Um, they they they're struggling. Jacksonville, you know, we've seen them struggle at times. I mean, so there, there's opportunity. Um, the AFC sure. West is a complete mess. Um, it, it it just. You know, you, you can think about glass half full. You're getting back Kelvin Benjamin this week. Um, hopefully, Trey White gets out of the concussion protocol. You mean, you're, you're getting back Nicole Leary and, and Mike Tolbert for whatever that means. Um, do you see any, you know, with this weaker, we'll call it weaker, finish to the season, do you see any potential or hope um, in this quarter, or do you just see a muddling two and two, one and three finish?
1: Well, kind of to pick up on what you were saying a little bit here, uh, I saw a lot of fans on Twitter today and just kind of venting um, about the season being done and, uh, you know, now we should be playing about the picks and, you know, worrying about the draft and all that stuff. And to me, it doesn't, you know, this game never really changed anything from, if you go back to the last four weeks, you know, two months of episodes of things we talked about the playoffs with this team. I don't think anybody had them beating the Patriots. So I don't understand how the outcome of this game changes any of that uh, it doesn't for me uh, so you know you still have to go in and win three out of the four final games we knew that all along uh, especially after that rough stretch of three losses it got even more important to win those games nine and sevens kind of the always been where we have to be because we know we're not going to beat the Patriots just as hard as that is to say uh, so to, to get back to answering your question after you know skirting around that there um, I think maybe those Miami games are a little tougher than I thought they were a month ago Uh, just because of how bad the offense is playing. I mean, you can't beat the Patriots scoring three points. You can't beat anybody. Scoring no, three points. No, so, especially
0: with a defense that is playing a lot better in New England, yeah. their front seven's is ridiculed. They're getting it done. Um, they're back four and you know, they play a lot of nickel. Uh, they play a lot of third safety. I mean, they're getting it done. Um, it, it's beat up. The team should be doing better against it if once they're starting. I'm interested to see them play, uh, Pittsburgh in a couple of weeks. That should be a really great game. Um, sure. but if you look at the end of this, you know, the stretch, I mean, look, they've lost. I think the only thing working against it, Aaron, is the Bills have lost by 20 points in four out of five games. Sure. Um, I mean, I think that's the big difference here as well. You can say, well, let's say a couple of those were a lot closer, even though they still lost to, you know, New Orleans. I mean, they were going to lose to New Orleans, New England. Um, the Jets lost kind of stung. Um, the Chargers was a kind of ridiculous loss, but, you know, you're switching to your quarterback there. So I, I think that's where most of the negativity and no hope is coming from the fact that they've lost four out of five. Uh, they look to be going down the, the same road the Chiefs went down um, sure. with this, this losing trend. And, and not only losing, I mean, you have an offense that, it did win with 16 last week. They really, I guess they got it done. Um, but outside of that, I mean, you have a lot of end of game, fourth quarter points and um, a third quarter that, I mean, you're getting absolutely pounded in the third quarter, which is a quarter of decision. It's, you know, like your third game in a game of five series or, you know, fifth game in a game of seven series. It's that third quarter. I mean, it's that, right. that quarter, that turning point. Um, and, you know, the bills just aren't winning there and hence their foreign, uh, four losses in five games. Sure. happening here and you know you're going into a very winnable stretch indianapolis you know you know our own cover one eric turner's tweeting out some great stuff on that right now so go check that out um indianapolis is an absolute tire fire um it could get you some hope and then you got a home game against miami who's also not playing great football um so you have a couple of winnable games i mean you're sitting at eight and six Aaron. couldn't anything happen
1: yeah i mean that's why you got to play the games and maybe you know sometimes it, all it takes is piling back together a couple of wins right and uh, I see it every year. I'm um, not saying this is what's going to happen to the Bills, but you see it every year where a team rips together three, four wins to finish off the season that gets them, you know, a final playoff spot. And some of the time, some of the time it's just uh, upset against the team that maybe they shouldn't win. And, um, you know, next time we play the Patriots, they might not be, you know, if they beat the Sealers, they're not going to be playing for uh, home field, you know, they're going to be resting up for the playoffs. They might not be resting their starters, but they're not going to be as competitive as they are maybe today. You never yeah. know a Belichick, right? He'd, right. You've come out with everything sealed and drop 50 on you. But um, yeah. yeah, anything. Which way go. it's,
0: and occasionally you could get the opposite where, you know, they come in, you know, you'll see Brian Hoyer just to see if he can play in a pinch. Um, and you, you never know. I mean, if they beat Pittsburgh, they should be pretty clean. Um yeah. To not need to do too much in week sixteen, but uh, I, I I'd imagine week seventeen would be that would be the game that they'll 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 start to really consider resting Pull at least, maybe not Brady but at least some of their talented players that have who's gotten who have gotten hurt in week seventeens or sixteens like Gronk I believe Edelman got hurt even though he's hurt again, but he got hurt in a week 17. Chris Hogan did um, last year. So I, I think you have a little bit of this, like, why are you playing your skill players? They have about 17 running backs, so I guess that doesn't really matter, but right. um, we see what happens in that game. I mean, once again, have it projected, have, have had it projected the whole way as a loss, um, you know, getting you to an eight and seven and ho- uh, on the road against Miami. I mean, I don't know. Anything could really happen in that one. For could go sure. eight, could go nine and seven um, and then a couple things bounce your way. You're at least Maybe you might get in the playoffs with the strength of victory because you beat Atlanta and whatever. I don't know um, over Baltimore if you know they you know lose another game beside Pittsburgh. So you just really don't know. Um, it's tough to say we're losing four out of five here if if they're going to be able to do that. But it is something I predicted nine and seven um, from the start. Losing to New England doesn't change anything. Um, I think this is the start of. Can we have some momentum going in this season? I think finishing seven and nine, in nine and seven, are, you're talking about a couple of picks when in, in a league that's very muddled right now. Uh, yeah. I just never root for losses in professional sports. You're just never guaranteed another game. Um, there's no reason that makes the 12th pick that much better than the 14th. Sure, if you're at the very top, like you know the Sabers were or other teams were. We were talking about the, the difference between the first and the sixth pick. Maybe, I mean, maybe you can, well, give it to you, but you, know, you already have six wins, per, uh, presumably a seventh win at some point here. Um, right. At that point, I mean, you're muddling in the middle. You might as well try to win some football games, get rid of the yeah. drought, show some promise into your second season. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can root for, right?
1: Yeah. And you, all, yeah, you, I think there's something to finishing strong no matter where your team's at and, and going out there and playing competitive football. I really, I've always hated the idea of tanking and, and even more so at this point. In the season now, deciding all hey, right, we're we're going to try to get the lowest pick possible. Uh, Kansas City's doing a pretty good job of that for us, also. Uh, to keep in mind, that pick is getting lower and lower as the weeks go by. Um, but I think it, it is important to a lot of the young guys on this team that we, they try to finish the season strong and get someone together and you know finish that last quarter with a winning record. I think that's the type of stuff that carries into next year, carries into your offseason conditioning. Um, it's, Coach McDermott talks about it quite a bit, uh, learning how to win, earning the right to win. And I think some of that can be done in the last quarter of the season, even if you don't have a successful playoff entry season. I do think that stuff matters.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'll talk to you, a lot of, lot of buzz in the chat room about needs and holes and, and draft talk. I mean, I'll get, we'll get into that here on oh, the yeah. show, Eric. And I know Eric will. Yeah, on an indie loss. Period. Yeah, maybe an indie loss. We'll, we'll come talk a little bit more with you. I pr- how about this? I promise you we'll get into some of those needs and, and stuff when um, – if we lose tonight, uh, Indianapolis, I'll talk to you a little. A, a lot of our show, I- I'll dedicate five or ten minutes to draft, I promise. How about that? So if they lose to Indianapolis at home, we can talk a little bit about needs and holes and what we're going to do in the future because then you're right. It would be officially done with. But right now, they haven't done that. Um, you know They are just one game out of the playoffs uh, in a very bad especially middle of the AFC, a very poor middle beside New England and and, and Pittsburgh, a very poor AFC, um, one where Jacksonville and Tennessee are going to end their drought. So, you know, why can't the Bills?
1: Um, I do think Tennessee, you know, a lot of people are looking at the Ravens. I think Tennessee is also a team to watch. uh, That If the Bills do win those, get to 9-7, and see what Tennessee does, right? I don't know what they – I've been looking at the Ravens mostly, um, but I'm not sure Tennessee's a lock at this point.
0: Either. I've been saying that Tennessee's not very good for, for a while. I think Jackson was a little bit better because of their elite defense. Right. Um, I mean, you have – they barely got by the Colts. I mean, they, they did their thing against the Texans yesterday. Um, they've been squeaking by. They got crushed by the Steelers. Um, so, I mean, you have a team that's that beat the Browns by three in overtime. So, I, I mean –
1: yeah, we're it's all there right there for,
0: together. <laughs> it's there for you. I mean, they, yeah. beat, they beat the Ravens by three. So you can say that if you think the Ravens are bad, the Titans are definitely right there with them. They just happen to have a uh, worse schedule to me. So they play ja- the Jaguars at the end of the year. I mean, that could be a loss. They play the Rams. So the, you're talking about two straight losses there. That already brings them down, um, you know, right in your range. I mean, they got a, a lucky finish against the Cardinals in 49 or So... I mean, in theory, I think you need them to lose. Uh, you have the tiebreaker over them, actually, in most tiebreaker scenarios due to your right. uh, common opponents um, that I've looked into. So, I mean, you just pretty much need them to go to 9-7, to and seven, which would be um, two losses here. So, I mean, is, is it possible? I mean, I guess. I, I actually think Baltimore has a much easier path. They they pretty much play um, as easy of a schedule down the stretch as possible. Um, but sitting at 8-4, and four, so, you know, technically, sorry. I mean, technically, Tennessee needs to lose three games, so...
1: But it's like
0: schedule and they're, to me are a little worse, but I don't
1: I don't know. But the uh, the Ravens, though, you know, I'm sure guys over there are talking kind of a similar thing. Uh, when I look at that last Miami game, no matter how bad Miami is, think about what we did to the Jets a couple years of keeping them out of the playoffs. Right. You, those division games at the end of the year, man, that's a that's a big game that people are playing for pride. Those two teams don't like each other. Um, so I could easily see the you know the Bengals coming out and giving the Ravens a hard time in that game. I, I think they should, Ravens should win it, but that's why you got to play this whole stretch of I games mean, yeah. out, guys. You know, it's just
0: they have to lose. You got a freebie against Pittsburgh, meaning it, like we do against New England, they whatever right. happened for them yeah. can happen. Um, I mean, but then I mean, we really need I mean, they play Cleveland, Indy, and Cincy. I mean, it's just it's just a tough and the last two, Indy and Cincy. I, are in are at home so it's just a tough tough thing to see have them lose one of those three games for it's a very fortunate schedule one sure they play pittsburgh twice so i can't really complain you know we play new england twice um but one they always seem to come out with and you know their strength of victory right now is like a three three oh five which is just lucky um anyways you know who starts at quarterback i mean i think tyrod starts aaron you can correct me if i'm wrong i think he'll be okay um he's playing in the third quarter i just maybe has started to flame up like we talked about, right?
1: Yeah, I I don't really know the the extent of the injury. Um, if, if This might be a good opportunity uh, if the team wanted to get a look at Nathan Peterman but didn't want the PR backlash, um, not to get into the conspiracies or narratives or anything like that, but that might be a good opportunity to get another look at Peterman. You got a little bit of a better – opportunity Then on the road against a good defense. Now you're going up against at home, you have your home field advantage against a struggling Colts team, you know, dumpster fire, like you said. So a little bit of a better circumstance for that. And if behind the scenes, that's what they want. They have the built in now excuse that Ty- Tyrod left the game. Um, so now it's not going to be the backlash that you saw um, from just doing it, pulling a healthy Tyrod. So I could see some of that. I think we'll know Wednesday. Um, I don't think we're going to know anything until McDermott says it. Um, but the talk about Joe Webb, I'm, I don't think we're going to see Joe Webb as the uh, main quarterback going into this next game.
0: I think if for some reason Peter Minch Started, you could see you leaving a little bit more of the Joe Webb package than you were sure. um, normally. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't definitely not as a starting quarterback. Would be interesting though. I don't I don't know that he's any worse than Peterman. Peterman went for three point three yards over Tampa last week, worse than Tyrod. Um, so if you think Tyrod's performance was bad, I just don't even want to hear it about Peterman because it was actually worse against the same defense in a game that was still there. It was still there. I mean, you went and threw a couple fades, um, just. It wasn't a very good throw. It wasn't a very good play um, all around by everybody. So you you have a couple of those uh, to go with. I don't think Peterman's very good at putting it on record. Um, I don't think he's got what it takes. I think he's skittish. Um, I don't even know that he can develop into a real backup quarterback. I hope so. So, yeah, you know what you have in Tyrod. He can go out and, and maybe beat poor, uh, poor teams and, and see what – to try to help your team You know, end this drought. But you know, these are the last couple of games Tyrod should be in a Bills uniform. And, Probably um, him. Um he but the thing is, but he is trained uh, you know, playing for his career. I mean, he is putting on tape. There might be a team that can, you know, maybe it's Jacksonville, maybe it's another team that has a great defense, um, that just says game managing number one, guy that can break some plays, um, you know, hand off the Leonard Fournette, et cetera. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think this is the end of Tyrod Taylor. And I I do no. not
1: I do not. No, I don't think so. I think there's uh plenty of teams that have interest in him. I think he's well respected around the league. You hear uh, you know, people rip on the national media all the mm-hmm. time because uh, they don't watch our games. But a lot of those guys have ties into other teams and sources and things like that. And I, I think Tyrod's well respected around the league as a whole. Uh, you hear the way their coaches talk about him. Uh, some of it's just coach speak, but I mean, he definitely has a skill set, and in the right situation, he can thrive. Uh, just his so far, his career in Buffalo hasn't been uh, a very great situation for him, and the whole team has really uh, been struggling uh, to the point on Peterman. I I think it's. Uh, super early, obviously, to judge him. I think I do think he can be a good backup. I think he definitely needs to develop. He's shown that in the uh, preseason. You know, a lot of people were excited about the preseason. He showed he needed a lot of development then. Then the you know the few snaps he's taken as a uh, NFL quarterback in the regular season, he's shown it. But I'm not ready to write him off as a. I do think he could be a long-term career backup in this league, which isn't always a great thing, and it's not sexy. But um, I, I think do think he has what it takes to be that.
0: And like I said, I hope so. Like I'm never yeah. not rooting against him. I'm not saying we're rooting him poor just to be right. I really yeah. hope so. I just haven't seen it. And I I think he's been bad at to a level where even quarterbacks that have developed weren't. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens from him. And um, I can't do anything but root for him to, to continue to progress and, and be better. I, I, you know, someone said in garbage time, did you think Tyrod, um, did you see anything in Peterman that would take over from Tyrod? Um, and someone said in garbage time, no, um, I agree. I mean, he was playing in a, in a period where they were playing a little softer. Um, he had the same exact situation as Tyrod and actually performed worse um, and, and was fully healthy. So at this point, I need to see a lot more. He's going to get a whole offseason. Peterman's not going anywhere. He's going to get a whole offseason. He's going to be your team's number two quarterback to start the year. Um, and could he develop? I don't know. He's a fifth round pick. I don't, I did, he was there for a reason. I haven't really seen much um i don't i don't know how much time you're allowed it allotted as a backup quarterback and then in, in, in a fifth quarter and a fifth round pick situation you're, how much time is enough time like how often can you see these guys as backups like shouldn't they eventually start producing at what point i guess that's a good question
1: yeah i mean it's a good question i think it's going to vary from uh you know what you need out of a backup quarterback i mean in, in our situation where you have a quarterback that's not playing well uh on top of an injury that need for a solid backup quarterback is obviously bigger than it is in, in some other places. So, um, I don't know. I, I think with Peterman, uh, I've, I'd like to see him around for the length of his okay. contract to develop. Um, I think if you can develop him into a nice backup quarterback, I know I, uh, Matt Moore is not a great example, right. Cause he hasn't played well in Miami, but guys like that, that are just, uh, You know, decent can come in and and manage a game if he can be that. Then I think that's a great asset with that fifth round pick. Um, but right now he's been thrown into such a weird situation, lots of pressure. Uh, what seems to be a bad offensive coordinator. I'm just it's way too early to judge what trajectory his career is going to take in three years.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. I want to see, I want to see. Uh, fine. I mean, I'll give him this extra season. Everyone thinks that he deserves. I'm all for it. I want to see it. I want to see him develop a little bit more in the preseason, um, in, in in the offseason. I'm a big proponent of that, uh, of a vet free agent quarterback that's actually decent, not TJ Yates, not Kevin Cobb, not these guys that can't get it done. Um, there's plenty of them out there. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Matt Morris of the world, who can actually go in and maybe win a football game for you in a pinch. Um, I don't think Peterman can do that. So we'll see. We'll see. And I'd like yeah. him to do that. I'd like him to develop. Uh, sure. he's going to get us. I mean, he's going to get a second year. I mean, no one's going to argue that he's not, right. no one's going to say he's going to get caught at the end of the season. Um, he's going to get a second year. If he shows really bad, uh, regression, then maybe he gets caught in the preseason, but outside of that, um, you know, he's going to get another shot. He's going to play, um, and he's going to get a whole preseason, um, and probably play a lot. If the bills draft, a, you know, a rookie quarterback, it's going to be one of those situations where, you're not going to just hand the, the the job over to the rookie quarterback unless they like trade it up to the top. I was going to say if they trade up. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you can't predict that, but let's say they don't. Predicting that they don't do something like that. I mean, they're not going to just hand the ball or hand the the job over to someone you take in the late first or early second. Um, it's uh, just between twenty and thirty. Picks probably that gray area where they could be announced a starter really super early on, but Peterman's still gonna get a ton of time. Um, he's gonna have a lot of chance to, to develop, and you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm, I am rooting for him as much as I don't think he'll develop. Um, I'm rooting for him there. It is early, I understand that, and it and it is something that he, he plays quarterback for the team that I root for. I want to see him um, be successful,
1: sure. so absolutely.
0: Um, that's you know, so just because I'm a little critical does not mean that I don't want him to be good. And, and the number one thing I'd want is for him to prove me wrong, so. Uh, Aaron, with that, uh, any any other heaters? Any other hot topics going on in your world? Anything uh, to 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 lay on the viewers?
1: Yeah, not really. I just um, I hope that people have a little patience here. I know it's, we got a whole month of football left. Um, I, I know the football hasn't been very good uh, and it hasn't been enjoyable, and people are trying to get very frustrated. But uh, just got to try to remember back this summer. They were saying it was a four win team. A lot of people were saying it's definitely a four win team, and and saying we should tank. And we've gotten some better football than I think. Uh, anyone expected we would have even though we've, we've had some bad football too uh, so just enjoy the last month of the season guys because the off season's a long time and, and so don't rush uh football being over right so um that's kind of where i'm at let's just enjoy this last month and, and see how it shakes out i agree with
0: you for sure um i I think there's a lot of football that was predicted at a four win team. You're going to pr- at least end with seven uh, at the very, you know, worst, you're going to go one in three here, um, you have an yeah. opportunity to win eight or nine as a rookie head coach is a lot. Um, at most, you might see a, a, an offensive coordinator change. I mean, just because of how poor the offense was. I know some people were talking about Frazier earlier on um, in the off season, or excuse me, earlier on a couple weeks ago during that, you know, really bad stretch. It's not going to happen. I, I can say that that Frazier, Will stay. I don't. I just don't see him giving up on his own. I could see him making a move to one of these head coaches that just got cut um, or or fired. Um, There, there could be a lot of offensive coordinator options. The offense has struggled. I mean, Rick Dennison came out and said they need to throw and catch the ball better. Um, I mean, take that for what it's worth. Sean McDermott takes a lot of heat for his press conference, but that's just that's even that's ludicrous that you can um, come out and say something like that. Um, Hey, let's throw the ball better. Like, come on. You know, we deserve. We don't deserve a lot, and especially the media and even us, um, who cover the team or who talk about the team. We don't deserve a lot, but that's just condescending. Um, you know, come out and you know, give some substance. Maybe what you didn't do right, um, what didn't work, what what was happening, what was New England doing? Because to both of your quarterbacks, whatever way you want to go with it, um, that you know we're 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 limiting you to three point six yards per attempt. I mean, that's just anemic. That was Tyrod three point three yards per attempt from. Uh, Nathan Peterman in a situation where you're down 20 uh, where they're probably dropping off into soft coverage. And I'm like, he kind of feasted on and in in the game where he came in and, and looked pretty good against new Orleans. Um, Not the case against new England. So um, someone saying you could address veteran quarterback. Um, Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, 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 I'm a, I just stated I'm a big fan of that quarterback. Um, Aaron, any final thoughts on, on that quarterback from you?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I'm all for when the season ends. Like, I, you know, we still have a month of football left, so I hate really talking about draft and and free agency now. I get the allure for people to talk about that stuff, but I'm so happy that football is still in regular season. But fair um, answer, you know. But to talk about it, I guess I've said all along. You know, if, if Tyrod's not coming back next year, I think they should bring a vet and draft a guy. And, and it's you a can't,
0: deep deep unit. Vet unit. I mean, we'll get once. Yeah. A, I told you, I promise you, ten minutes of the show next week to be both Indianapolis. Yeah. I'll give you 10 minutes of the show next week to talk about. I'll, I'll talk to you about the options. It, it can range from Kirk Cousins, Drew Brees, all the way on down to see what happens with these guys. Elon Manning's, um, all the way down. Elon Manning would be a great option, um, all the way down uh, to talk about these guys. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to talk about that one, man. Um, and once again, I want a Colts loss. Or a Dolphins loss in the next two weeks and, and we'll talk about it, but it hasn't happened season still in play bad AFC. Um, this was the way the season went six and six is what I had. And I was told I was optimistic when I said that they were going to go six and six, um, and go nine and seven. Um, and that's kind of where it's trending. And with a couple of things that bounce your way, your team gets a little bit more, a little bit healthier. might sneak into the playoffs and at least have a game on the big stage and the drought, that kind of stuff. It's not over yet. I mean, that's the one thing Aaron said, um, I've said, this thing's not over and we did want to make a note to shout out to our PFF, one of our proud sponsors who bring you this show, um, who, you know, it's great. Get on there. It helps arguments between us. It helps arguments, you know, with your friends or on Twitter, uh, you know, get out there, check them out, and leave a review on our iTunes for a chance to win a PFF Edge subscription. Gives you all the grades and the stats So if, you know, none of us can spend all day looking at offensive line uh, talent and how good offensive line or defensive lines are playing. PFF does it. They have 10 eyes that put their eyes on each game and give you a grade about it. I mean, there's no no better way to say if you know how good certain units of your team are playing than to check them out. Unbiased people that you know each look at it differently and break down those. Um, it's really great partnership to have, and you know really appreciate everyone coming out today on this Monday Night Football edition. Go out there and root for the the Steelers to beat the Bengals, um, and this Monday Night Special to, to to hold on to a little bit of that 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 slight playoff hope that the Bills do have with a whole quarter to play, sitting at six and six with a favorable end of the season. Um, Aaron, thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me man. It's good to be back. It's been a few weeks since I got to come on with you man. So hopefully hopefully we don't have to talk about that draft stuff for a few few more weeks.
0: Yep, and check out Eric Turner's article on the on the run power option there. Um, check out our crossover edition that I'll be doing with the Colts, uh, locked on, be a great show One I'm really looking forward to, uh, got a couple things lined up for that. Um, check out that crossover edition that'll be coming Wednesday or Thursday. Um, and you know, check out the scouting. Um, I believe Nate will be doing that probably with, uh, Dan at some point this week as well. So watch out for the scouting one. If you're into that scouting stuff, if you're into the crossover stuff, check us out. Um, and then, you know, check out for the Sunday post game reactions, uh, between either Aaron myself or Eric. So thanks
1: everybody for coming on and, uh, talk to you guys soon.